Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Scout Fantasy Sports. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis here for the next hour, taking you up until 8 p.m. Eastern as we do each and every weekday. If you can't listen live, you can always check it out on demand anytime you want. Just search podcast for Scout Fantasy Sports, hit subscribe, and you'll get a notification when the latest episode is uploaded. Busy show today, lots to talk about. Coming up at 7.20 p.m. Eastern, I'll be joined by Chris Rose from Scout DFS. We actually have a NBA slate that hasn't started during the show first game is 8 p.m eastern tonight lots of storylines and stud players on the slate so chris will join me to help break it down at 7 20 p.m eastern and then steve renner from scout dfs he'll join me at 7 40 p.m eastern to look ahead to the wild card weekend slate for dfs purposes so lots to get to there of course you could check out all my work scoutfantasysports.com Uh, You can ask your questions on the message boards and forums, whether it's fantasy football playoffs, fantasy baseball, DFS, whatever it is, we have you covered. You can also check out scoutdfs.com, NHL, NFL, and NBA, including optimizers. And as I've said, Yahoo has done a nice job. They've had a lot of overlay recently and a couple of tournaments with no rake, meaning all the money that is put in by the players goes into the pool. So, A lot of people maybe haven't played on Yahoo yet. We have optimizers for Yahoo as well to help you get accustomed to that format. So you can check it out at scoutdfs.com. And also, don't forget, vegaswhispers.com. You know, this is a good time if you haven't already. Maybe you were too busy with fantasy football, ran a lot of teams. Now's a good time to start getting in some betting action. And one of the best places to do it is vegaswhispers.com. They already have a ton of plays up tonight. For college basketball, they have articles on the site for the NFL wildcard weekend and the betting trends, the three best underdogs to bet on for football this weekend. So all that content is there, VegasWhispers.com. And if you use the promo code RONUS50, you get 50% off your first month or your first week. And you will see the picks are documented. You can follow them on Twitter at VegasWhispers at the end of the night. They'll go over what they got right, what they got wrong, and the record over the last couple weeks, and you could see it for yourself. And once you sign up, there's a private Twitter feed where you can get access to the picks as they come in and set up an alert on your phone. That's what I do. So as soon as the picks are tweeted out, I get an alert, and I know uh, that's the trend, and that's where you should go. Also, don't forget, ton of playoff fantasy football for you to win money, but time's winding. uh, It's winding down. You have to get it in before the first playoff game on Saturday. So if you head over to playffwc.com, we have a few contests, including the Playoff Draft World Championship. One in six teams in the league win 500 bucks. Grand prize is $20,000. 
It's best ball format, so all you do is draft. It takes about a half hour, and that's it. So the next draft uh, kicks off. We got one spot left for 7.15 p.m. Eastern if you're listening live. We got a draft at 8 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Eastern. 10 p.m. Eastern is the Beat Dr. Roto uh, League, and there's three spots left there. Another draft at 11 p.m. Eastern. There's also a slow draft with a one-hour timer that you can hop in. And then drafts on Friday beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern. Remember, the last time to draft is Saturday at 4 p.m. Eastern, right before the games kick off. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the strategy for that. Of course, you also have the uh, Maui Madness uh, playoff contest where the Grand prize is a trip to Hawaii. That's a phenomenal get if you can get it. I've never been to Hawaii, but I would definitely would like to go. It's certainly on the bucket list. It's $25 per entry, or you can get five entries for $100. So you can win six nights in Maui plus airfare for four. I mean, really? Off oh, a potential $25? Or if you take your shot of five for 100 certainly well worth the upside of what you can do. And the rules in that contest you select an eight-man lineup of players whose teams are alive in the NFL playoffs. So your roster is one quarterback, one running back, one receiver, one tight end, two flex. The flex can be a running back, receiver, tight end, one kicker, and one defense special team. You can't have more than three skill position players from any one NFL team. Obviously, skill positions, quarterback, receiver, wide receiver, uh, running back, receiver, and tight end. So uh, your team stays the same for the entire NFL playoffs. There are no waivers and no roster moves. So obviously you want to make sure if you are going to put three players in a team that that team goes to the Super Bowl. So there are four weekly rounds of the NFL playoffs. Obviously with the wild card, division round, conference championship, Super Bowl. Each week your team gets points and your team's two best scoring weeks are combined. And the team with the highest two-week combined is the winner and goes to Maui. So that is definitely a contest that you want to check out. Of course, we also have the uh, Beat Adam Ronis and Dr. Roto contest. And whoever has a higher score than myself and Doc, uh, they are a winner. And you can see what the prizes are. I think uh, first place uh, is a uh, entry into the Fantasy Football World Championship contest in 2019. And you pick 11 players. You can't have more than one team at each position. And that's it. So, again, you set this right before the playoffs. And... Uh, Again, the team with the most points gets the entry into a Fantasy Football World Championship. So this is only one entry. It's free to enter, and you use one player from each team, 11 spots. So that means one team will be left out. So, uh, again, a lot of strategy there. And, of course, the Playoff Draft World Championship, where a one in six entries will win 500 bucks, and every team advances to the championship round through the Super Bowl. So your team is alive the entire playoffs, even uh, – if you're uh, not great in the league, but there's uh, over $50,000 in prizes, $20,000 grand prize, and one in six will win $500 in league prizes. So in this format, your weekly lineup is one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, one tight end, two flex spots, one kicker, and one defense. And again, you don't have to do anything. It is best ball. So basically all you do is draft and watch your team pile up the points. So it's a best ball format for those that have not played in it before. Hopefully many of you have, and I definitely advise doing this, especially as you prepare for your 2019 drafts. So we have those over at the Fantasy Football World Championships, but I use those instead of mock drafts. It's the best prep, and, of course, you can win money in the process. So, uh, you know, this is a contest where there is skill. You do need some luck, too. So basically what you need to do is you got to fill out your playoff bracket. You have to figure, okay, 
who is going to go to the Super Bowl. Now, for me, I think it's a little wide open this year. I could see a lot of different ways that this could play out. But you need to take a stance. You cannot hedge on this. You got to decide, okay, these are the teams that I think are going to the Super Bowl. Now, you might make your stance, and then the draft happens, and someone else feels the same way, and now all of a sudden you got to go to plan B, and maybe you have to go with your backup team. But, but you know, looking at a recent draft, uh, I will, you know, look at how what the teams did and show you whether it's the right strategy or not. So here's a recent draft where Todd Gurley went one. In the second round, he took Jared Goff. Okay, right there he's saying he's taking a stance that the Rams have a good shot to go far. Okay, whether you agree with it or not, he made a stance known. Then he comes back with Keenan Allen in round three, Chris Carson in round four, Marlon Mack in round five, Lamar Jackson in round six. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know what he's doing. He's spreading it out, and I don't think this is a strategy where you can win. Then he has Tyler Lockett, all Sean Jeffrey. So he has Carson Lockett. So you got two Seattle and then Russell Wilson. So it's unclear what he was doing, and now you see it. But here is the problem. The two teams that he has the most players on early are both in the NFC. It's the Rams and the Seahawks. So now you're hurting yourself on the other side because there's one Charger, one Colt, one Raven. Now, later on, we see uh, uh, Mark Andrews, tight end for Baltimore. Okay, two Ravens, Rams defense, uh, Ben Watson. This is a team that's going to struggle to win because there's no definitive. I, I want to look at your lineup and say, okay, these are the two teams he's picking to go to the Super Bowl, and I don't see it here. So to me, that team is a problem. Team two, they start off Patrick Mahomes, Damian Williams. Okay, they're taking a stance. They're on the Chiefs. Let's see what they follow up with. Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard. Okay, I like it. Now, I don't see the Bears going to the Super Bowl, but could they? Sure. You know, they've already beaten the Rams. I know that game was at home, but if they win this week against Philadelphia, they go play the Rams in L.A. So it's possible. And the good thing is, if it does work out, you get four games from the Bears because they play in the first round. So Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, Rob Gronkowski in round five, Allen Robinson in round six. Trey Burton in round seven. I like it because they now have four Bears on the roster. They're taking a stance. They're going all in. This is basically what it is. You need to go all in on two teams, preferably one from the NFC and one from the AFC. And, look, it could backfire. The Bears lose this week. He's done. But that's what you have to do in this type of format. You just can't spread around the wealth. It's just not going to work because if you do that, there's going to be a team who has four players on one side and potentially two on the other side in the Super Bowl. And they're going to play the most games, and you might only have two players in the Super Bowl. And it's all about volume in this case. So it's just not going to work out. I played in this contest last year. I finished second because I went Patriots in the Super Bowl on one side. So I had a lot of players in the Super Bowl, but I did not expect the Eagles to get there. I think I might have had one Eagles player. So uh, I didn't have enough uh, because the team at first probably had, you know, Eagles and maybe a couple Patriots as well. So you got to take a stance. So I like what they did here. Even after Trey Burton, the Bears defense, Chris Conley in round nine. So now they got three Chiefs. Taylor Gabriel in round 10. I like it. All in on the Bears, man.
That's how you got to do it. Again, it might backfire. You might only get two games out of the Bears, but this is the way you have to do it. Even Harrison Bucker, uh, Cole Beasley, Michael Gallup, and then Kelvin Benjamin. So I like the strategy there. It might not work out. He might not win, but I like what he did. Team three, Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees. Okay, I like it. (laughs) They're making a stance on the Saints. Now, the Saints are going to be a difficult team to stack because, you know, you see Kamara going round one, Thomas going round one, Brees go in – Round two, uh, Mark Ingram in round three. Now, they, they could have went Ingram with their pick, but they went Julian Edelman in round three, which is fine because then they followed up with Sony Michelle. So there's, they're hoping for Saints-Patriots. Then came back uh, Gus Edwards, Josh Reynolds, Ted Ginn. like that pick. I think Ginn is very interesting in these drafts. If you think the Saints are going to go to the Super Bowl, and I'll have something on that. I'm going to write up with some players in drafts that you can find, uh, you know, that could be difference makers in the middle to late rounds that are not big names, but if you expect that team to go far, you'll accumulate the volume. So, Ginn, Kamara, Breeze for this team. Uh, With the Patriots, though, they didn't do anything else. It was Edelman and Michelle. Then it was kind of spread out a little bit. Uh, Rivers as the second quarterback, Sammy Watkins, Gerald Everett, Saints defense. So, clearly, they need the Saints. Uh, They got four players from the Saints. And two from the Patriots. Uh, and uh, Will Lutz as kicker as well. So they definitely need the Saints to go far. On the AFC side, they really don't have much invested. But not bad. And sometimes the draft will kind of dictate the way things go for you. Team four, uh, they went DeAndre Hopkins, Tyreek Hill, Mark Ingram, T.Y. Hilton, Eric Ebron, Andrew Luck. So it wasn't clear early on. And then they said, okay, you know, the Colts, the value's falling. You go Hilton, Ebron, Luck. And, look, the Colts are a dark horse of the sixth seed. Would I be shocked if they reached AFC Championship? No. I think this team is good. They've been on a roll. They got off to a slow start. I see them beating the Texans this week. I don't see them beating the Chiefs, but I wouldn't be surprised. I think they're capable with Andrew Luck at quarterback. And, again, sometimes the draft will kind of dictate the direction where you go. So I like what they did here with Hilton, Ebron Luck, uh, then Doug Baldwin, Dixon, Eckler, Naeem Hines, uh, Dontrell Emmons. So they're all in on the Colts. And again, it could they could lose this week, and then that team is pretty much done. But you have to take a stance on one side. Team five, Michael Thomas, Melvin Gordon, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Miller, Mike Williams, Traquan Smith, Tyrell Williams. So they probably wanted to do... See, this is what – that Michael Thomas won. If you're, I might have came back and gone breeze there, you know, to stack the Saints. But maybe they don't feel the Saints are going to make it. I don't know. Melvin Gordon there. Uh, and then it was backed up later with Mike Williams, Tyrell Williams. So a little bit of a Chargers feel there. But uh, And Hunter Henry, who we don't even know if he's going to play. But, uh, you know, that's uh, – not much of a stance there on the other side either. So that, that team is kind of difficult to back there. And then the final team went Travis Kelsey. Look, tight end is going to be really difficult uh, to fill. And we know Kelsey, especially if they are able to make the Super Bowl and play three games, he's going to be a big difference maker. But then Ezekiel Elliott, James White, Amari Cooper, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Brady Prescott. So we got three Cowboys here with Zeke Cooper and Dak. And then we have also uh, some Rams players here with Cooks, Woods, uh, some Patriots with Brady, Hogan. Uh, But this is more skewed towards the Dallas side with Blake Jarwin, uh, Amari Cooper, 
Dak Prescott and Zeke. So this is a team that's rooting for the Cowboys to go pretty far in this contest. But again, the idea here is make your prediction, fill out your bracket, and then make your rankings accordingly. So if you have Saints Chiefs, you want to try and load up on both. That could be difficult. They're both top seeds. Maybe you have the Bears going to the Super Bowl. That's a little bit easier because they'll fall and you'll be able to stack it up like that team I showed you. You know, if you really believe in the Bears, I mean, look what they did. Tariq Cohen, Jordan Howard, Allen Robinson, Trey Burton, Bears defense, Taylor Gabriel. I mean, if that team makes the Super Bowl, you got a good shot to win with that. And maybe you feel there's uh, the Cowboys can make a run. Maybe you believe in the Chargers. Ravens are going to be a difficult team because what do you do? Lamar Jackson and the running backs, you don't feel good about the receivers. You know, Mark Andrews, you can get cheap. But, you know, you got to take a stance, and that's the bottom line. Don't hedge. Don't spread it out. I've seen it before. If you spread it out, your chances of winning are very slim. But make sure you give it a shot. It's a lot of fun. Head over to playffwc.com right now. Again, drafts tonight, 8, 9, 10, and 11 p.m. Eastern. Drafts tomorrow and Saturday up until 4 p.m. Eastern. The Maui Madness contest as well to win a grand prize trip to Maui, Hawaii. And the free contest, beat Dr. Roto and Adam Ronis. All at playffwc.com. When we return, Chris Rose, Scout DFS, joins me to take a look at the NBA DFS slate for tonight. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, you can check out the show on demand anytime you want. Just search podcast, type in Scout Fantasy Sports, and hit subscribe. Of course, we are also live weekdays, 7 p.m. Eastern. You can check out all my work, scoutfantasysports.com. We'll have you covered for the playoffs. Dr. Otto is his playoff fantasy football primer up. I have an article that will be posted shortly looking at some DFS values for the weekend. We have the wild card round projections from Sean Childs. Uh, Dr. Ordo has a Maui Madness podcast out, giving you the strategies to win in that contest as well. And of course, scoutdfs.com. We got you covered for NBA, NHL, and NFL DFS, including optimizers, the Slack chat where you can go in there last second, bounce your ideas off people, look for the ask for the values. And uh, people will help you with your lineup. So it's definitely worth it. And again, you know, you're talking about you just need to win one night, essentially, to win back your sub fee. And then you got the rest of the month to win more money. So it's absolutely worth it in the long run. Uh, It's an investment that you'll definitely exceed money on uh, because you're not going to win every night. No one does. But 
especially if you play cash games, you'll win the majority of the time, and that's what we're here to do. So check us out, scoutdfs.com. And again, for your betting needs, vegaswhispers.com. I'm telling you, the, the, the picks are money. Uh, if you bet every game, you're going to be in the positive. If you pick and choose, it's tough. Obviously, anyone who knows sports gambling, you know, 55 to 60% is really good. And these guys have been crushing it, especially in college football. But there's an article on the site now, the three best underdogs to bet on the gridiron this weekend, the Saturday NFL wildcard weekend games, and a ton of picks up for college basketball for tonight. So they'll give you picks for college basketball, NBA, NHL, NFL, even MMA as well. So if you use the promo code RONUS50, you get 50% off your first month or 50% off your first week. So uh, make sure that you check it out at uh, VegasWhispers.com. Let's take a look at the um, the uh, slate tonight for NBA. It's a fun slate. Now, it doesn't start till 8 p.m. Eastern, so we have some time. And uh, three-game slates, I usually don't play heavy volume because obviously, you know, we have limited options here to differentiate yourself. And I usually play mostly cash games, but I want to turn into tournaments. I've been playing in a lot of the Yahoo tournaments. So I've been putting in anywhere from four to seven entries in the Yahoo tournaments. I only did one tonight. So, um, you know, you're because it's, you know, I probably should have done a couple more, but only three games. But we got uh, Golden State and Houston tonight. They're projected with the highest total at 116.3 implied team total. Denver Nuggets, they're playing the Kings. They're 115.3. Kings are at a 111.8, Spurs 109.3, Rockets 108.3, and the Raptors 107.8. First game is 8 p.m. Eastern, the Raptors at the Spurs, and of course, the storylines are plentiful here as Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard going back to San Antonio, a place he wanted to leave, so his first game back there in a Toronto uniform, and of course, DeMar DeRozan going against his former team, Danny Green also against his former team. So a lot of the revenge game factors here. Also, Jacob Poletel, if you uh, look at him as well. Now, Kyle Lowry, there was a chance that he was going to play, but he is out tonight. So people are going to look at Kawhi Leonard heavily for the revenge game factor, and he is 10,300 on FanDuel, 8,800 on DK. So he's definitely in play. No Kyle Lowry we've seen. You know, he becomes more of a focal point for the offense. Uh, The point spread is one and a half, and the point total is 217. So the Spurs have been middle of the pack defensively, but you know that Leonard is going to be fired up for this one, and uh, he's definitely in play. With Lowry out, Fred Van Fleet is in play, and he's going to play, you know, minutes in the mid-30s. So he's been better with Lowry out not great and his price has risen a little bit 5700 on both sites so not someone that I'm looking to get in there unless it fits the lineup build uh but uh Danny Green I think is is interesting now he's got a very low floor we've seen it but if he can get hot and shoot you know he can get the job done I am using him uh on Yahoo cuz he's only $10 he's 4200 on FanDuel 4000 on DK so you know, again, he doesn't have a high usage, uh, but if you you know think that he'll be fired up and maybe they get him some more shots, then you know he's in play. Uh, Pascal Siakam and Serge Ibaka, they seem to me like a little bit too highly priced. Siakam's up to seven thousand on Fanduel, sixty two hundred on DK. Serge Ibaka, sixty six hundred on Fanduel and fifty six hundred on DK. 
So, um, you know, that's uh, what you're looking at uh, now. So I think, you know, Kawhi obviously is uh, the best play. And uh, I do like Siakam on Yahoo a little bit. And uh, Van Fleet is not bad on Yahoo. On the Spurs side, uh, the prices have gone up. Uh, DeRozan's 8800 on FanDuel, 7800 on DK. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge has been really good. I think he'll be low-owned. He's 7400 on DraftKings. I know the pricing is down on that board. It's not a great matchup for him, but he's been tearing it up lately. He's even cheaper on Yahoo. He's 32 on Yahoo, so I like him. Uh, Rudy Gay, I think, is not a bad play if you're looking to save some money. He is starting tonight. He is back after missing a game. 5,700 on FanDuel, 5,500 on DraftKings. Derek White's played very well lately, but the price has gone up on FanDuel to 6,100, 4,700 on DK. So not really looking at him, but I think DeRozan, uh, Gay, and Aldridge are the guys that you're looking at on the Spurs side for tonight. As uh, That should definitely be a fun game to watch. And uh, Kawhi Leonard going back to the place where he played for a long time and wanted out of there, set out the entire year last year. So I think a lot of people will be looking at him. But, of course, you know the question is, okay, if you're going to get these guys, what are you going to do with James Harden? Because James Harden is a guy that has been awfully tough to fade lately. Uh, as we've seen with Chris Paul out and Eric Gordon, that you want to get Harden in there because he's just been tearing it up. The problem is the salary on FanDuel is ridiculous, 13000 Now, on DraftKings, is 11000 So I think you could play him on DraftKings. FanDuel, it might be tough. Now, they do drop your lower score, so you have that there, but uh, the usage is just ridiculous for Harden. So, you know, they're going to be people to tell you to fade Harden. I find it really difficult to, in cash games, uh, I wouldn't. In tournaments, though, I think you can. But uh, let's bring in Chris Rose, Scout DFS, to talk further about the slate. Chris, what's up? Adam, what's up, brother? How are you? Doing pretty good. Uh, I was talking about the uh, Raptors-Spurs games. Obviously, a lot of storylines in that game tonight with Kawhi Leonard going back to San Antonio, DeRozan facing his former team. Uh, what are your thoughts on that game for tonight? Do you see any must-plays in that game for DFS? Yeah, I think now that uh, Lowry has been ruled out, I think um, I kind of like Kawhi over uh, Harden GPPs um, tonight. Reason being, I think everyone's kind of going to roll to Harden, even with his price being so high on FanDuel, but the usage is high. Um, can't forget about Danny Green, too, because he was a thorn in Miami's side when he was with San Antonio, and now he's going back to San Antonio um, playing with Toronto. So, um you know, that's another that's another uh, revenge game narrative there. Uh, but yeah, I do like um, I do like this game a little bit. Lamarcus Aldridge has played well. DeRozan's usage usage is up. Um, so I'm kind of going to this game a little bit um, more so over the Houston Golden State game. Any of the cheaper plays that you like in this game? Yeah, I do like uh, I like Austin Rivers in this game. I think um, Tucker is going to be one of the more popular guys. He's only 4400. Uh, and, and, you know, power forward really is not uh, stacked. So Tucker will be there. I think one of the guys you can get is uh, Capella. Um, he's been in the last uh, five games. He has two games uh, with 20-plus rebounds. So, um, you know, him and, uh, you know, it's going to be a battle between him and Draymond Green. Um, but the cheaper plays, it's going to be Austin Rivers. It's going to be um, Tucker. And I, and I think it's going to be um, – Green on the other side, Gerald Green. 
You know, Harden obviously is the big decision tonight because we've seen what he has done lately without Chris Paul, without Eric Gordon. He's just averaging almost two fanny points per minute, 49% usage rate, and he's been putting up ridiculous numbers. The salary, though, on FanDuel at least, has gone up to 13000 and on DraftKings, 11000 Have you tried formulating a lineup tonight that you like with Harden in there? No, it's, it's difficult to, to get him in and get a decent lineup. Um, like I said, I do like the Kawhi matchup, but Harden is so priced up. If you go back to his last game against uh, Golden State, he only put up 40 fantasy points. I think in the last two before that, he really hasn't done all that much. So if you're trying to get a 5X out of a player, I don't think you're going to get that out of Harden tonight. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be difficult um, for him to put up you know, a 5X, 6X to kind of win a GPP. Cash games, I get it. This is not really the, the game or the night to kind of play cash games. It's more like a GPP night. Um, but if you're going to play cash games, yeah, I think um, Harden should be the staple of your lineup. What, how does your, uh, you know, project, uh, amount of entries change on a three-game slate? Do you play less? Do you play the same? What's your outlook on, on the three-game slate nights? I kind of lower my uh, exposure to, to nights like this. I have uh, quite a few in the in the qualifier. I actually finished seventh in the qualifier last night. If if Embiid actually sits out tomorrow, I have a six figure night. I finished uh, pretty high in the queue last night, so I'm gonna, I'm going to go after it again tonight. I'm actually pivoting to Stephen Curry too. I think he may come in relatively low owned. I haven't heard much about him. Uh, he will. I think you're right on that. I think he'll be low owned tonight. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and he's put up uh, three games over 50. So, um, you know, I like him. I like Jamal Murray. I like Fox. I think if you really want to kind of be contrarian, I think it's the pay up at point guard because you're going to get guys going down to Van Vliet. You're going to guys get going down to uh, Derek White. So I think if you want to get contrarian, I think it's the pay up at point guard. Uh, you mentioned Capella. Is there any concern that, you know, that maybe he plays a little less in this game uh, against Golden State? I think we saw in the last game he didn't put up big numbers. Obviously, he's been playing very late, and they need him to rebound. But is there any concern that maybe he sees a few less minutes in this matchup? Uh, I think with the fact that Draymond Green is back, uh, they're going to need him uh, in the paint to try to get rebounds. I think that's one of the things that's going to hurt Harden is that Dray, uh, Draymond's back um, to kind of – stuff the, the, the pain a little bit. So I do like Capella. I think he's going to have to match up, um, you, know, you know, like I said, with Draymond. So I think they're going to need him to go, you know, 15, 16, 17 rebounds tonight. What are your thoughts on Draymond? He's 6,900 on Fandle and 5,900 on DK. Obviously, if you look at the game logs, there have been some quiet games, but we know he's capable of filling up the stat sheet. Is that appealing on DraftKings specifically at 5,900? Yeah, I, I, it's been a while since I've seen Dre that, that cheap. For a guy that rebounds the ball extremely well, that's a high-energy guy, in a game like this, it's kind of turned into a, a rivalry. Uh, I do like Draymond. He's, he's priced down. I think he's in the same realm of uh, Siakam as far as uh, projections. So I do like him a little bit cheaper. So, yeah, I'm fine with Draymond. You mentioned you like Curry. Uh, do you like him more than Kevin Durant tonight? What are your thoughts on Durant? Yeah, I like Curry over Durant. Uh, if I'm going to go, I'm going to um, save a little bit of money and go to um, – uh, I like uh, – let's see. In, uh, it's a little bit more on Fandle, uh, Kawhi. Like I said, I do like Kawhi tonight. Um, <clears throat> but I, I like Curry over over uh, Durant, reason being just Durant hasn't looked the same. He's, you know, he's turning the ball over a little bit. He's not really uh, facilitating that much in the last couple games. Um, so, yeah, I do like – 
know, the contrarian play with, with Curry. I think a lot of people are going to look to Houston for some value. You got Austin Rivers, P.J. Tucker, Denwell House, Cheryl Green. If you had to pick one of them, which one do you like best? Denwell House. I think he's he's coming to a little uh, into his own. He's playing in the upper 20s minutes and lower 30s. So I do like him in a, in a game where should be paced up a little bit. I know James Ennis is supposedly back tonight. I'm not sure uh, if he's definitely going to play or if he's going to be limited, but I do like House tonight. And then, of course, we the third game, we have the Nuggets and the Kings. Nuggets favored by three and a half in this game. And Gary Harris came back last game, played about 20 minutes. Uh, we've seen Jamal Murray was on a ridiculous run and cooled off a little bit last game. Uh, is there concern with Gary Harris back that maybe his minutes go up? What does it do for Jamal Murray? Malik Beasley has played very well lately and been averaging 28 minutes over the last five games. So what do you do with all these guards here for Denver? Yeah, I I think that Murray is dealing with some sort of injury. Um, so I think that's why he looked off last game. But <clears throat> until Gary Harris is in the, the low 30s, high 20s, it's not really going to scare me off Murray. Um, but I think it could be a game where, um, you know, Jokic is going to see a lot of ownership along with Harden. So I think this is the game where you can actually pivot off Jokic and play Plumlee. Um, you know, he really hasn't done much. He's in the, the mid twenties and in, in fantasy points, but I think this is a game you could see low thirties, mid thirties in fantasy production here. Yeah. What does, uh, Millsap's return do anything? I know he's been back a couple games and also the minutes are down, but could you see Millsap's minutes increasing tonight and maybe cut, into the court time of Plumlee? Uh, he might cut into a little bit. I, I still see Millsap in the 22 to 24 minute, um, you know, kind of realm, but I don't think he's going to cut in too much of it. Uh, I, I think that Denver kind of runs away with this game, especially, um, you know, in the rebounding and, and in the post. So I think you'll see Plumlee get a little bit more run, uh, considering that I think Denver's actually going to run away with this game. Uh, for Sacramento on their side, are there any players you like in this game? The Aaron Fox coming off a bad game, but he's had a nice stretch here. He's 8,700 on FanDuel, 7,500 on DK, and you mentioned maybe paying up for some point guards could be contrarian. as Fox in play tonight? Yeah, I love Fox. Just watching him play, he's so explosive. You know, off the dribble, he, he finishes well. Um, I love Fox. He's kind of like my point guard 1B to Curry. Um, so if I'm paying up, I am going to go to Fox. And I also like Buddy Heald, who's actually been pretty good. Um, last game, he went 27-5-4, and four, uh, put up 40 fantasy points. He's playing a ton of minutes. And also uh, Bogdanovich has been excellent as well. He's putting up 30-plus fantasy points. So I think both those guards, I think, or actually all three guards, I think you could play tonight. Yeah, I used Bogdanovich last game out, and he was quiet. And then he had a big second half, specifically the fourth quarter, to help me move up. So he's been playing well. What about Belitza tonight? Any love for him? Yeah, I just don't think he does enough. Uh, he had, you know, he did go over over uh, double digit in, in rebounds, but I just don't think he does enough um, for me to pay sixty five hundred for him. I'd, if I'm going to go, uh, if I'm going to go there, I'm going to go down and play House. I'm going to play uh, Burton's. I think you could still play even with uh, Rudy Gay back, but uh, I'm not going to pay sixty five hundred for him. <clears throat> All right, should, should be a fun slate tonight, uh, especially with some of the storylines. Uh, you can find Chris Rose at ScoutDFS.com. Chris, thanks for joining me tonight, and good luck. Thank you, brother. You too. All right, that is Chris Rose. You can find him at ScoutDFS. Often see him in the Slack chat as well, pumping out articles as well, and uh, definitely gave you some good contrarian plays because we know who the popular guys are going to be tonight, and 
One of the things you have to do if you're playing in a GPP or tournament, you got to go a little different. And it's something that I've uh, learned and I'm learning to do because I uh, typically play a lot of cash, but I've been playing in more tournaments lately. And then you got to go a little bit contrarian to finish near the top and win that money. When we return, I'll be joined by Steve Renner, Scout DFS. We'll look at the wild card weekend slate from a DFS perspective with him right here on Scout Fantasy Sports. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. It is Scout Fantasy Sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis, you can find me, ScoutFantasySports.com. Also check out ScoutDFS.com for NBA, NFL, NHL, including optimizers and the Slack chat to help you get those value picks at the game. Just got a gut feeling, no problem. Now you can bet from anywhere, anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With the MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. Try it out today, and you'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to MyBookie.ag and open an account with the promo code FNTSY, and MyBookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. Yes, that's right, $1,000. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code FNTSY, and if you want to get advice to get those winning picks, head over to VegasWhispers.com. Use the promo code RONUS50. Get 50% off your first month or your first week. Time now to talk some DFS for the upcoming Wild Card Weekend Slate. And Steve Renner, ScoutDFS.com, joins me to do just that. Steve, what's up? What's up, Adam? How you doing? Pretty good, man. You excited for the playoffs? I would think you are with your Saints, the number one seed, and having home field in the NFC. Uh, I am, and I'll be at the game next weekend. So uh, I was actually glad that it's on Sunday because the worst thing would be to have it be the first game of the weekend that I'm stuck in New Orleans afterwards. So I get to be in New Orleans for 48 hours before the game, which should go fantastic, I'm sure. Yeah, make sure you make it to the game. You know, put pace yourself a little bit. I will. I will. Do you have a preference on who you would play? Do you feel like one team might be a little bit easier for the Saints? No, I, I, I honestly don't care. Um, I've kind of felt like all along they would get to play um, Seattle just because we we've lost to them a couple times in the in the past and maybe we get a little revenge on it. But certainly they get some revenge with with Dallas because of the game before. But no, I I honestly don't have any preference. Um, this is as balanced as a team as the Saints have had. So it's not like in years past where you could say, oh, we we really need a team that you know, can't run the football or anything like that. So it, it doesn't matter to me. I just want to want to get the game on with at this point. Yeah, you got to wait two weeks. Uh, I got to wait yeah. till Saturday, watch the Cowboys play. So I'd rather have yeah. the bye, though. I'd rather be in your spot. Uh, but what are your overall thoughts as you kind of look at this slate? Obviously, four games this week. And we have a few, several low totals here as well. 
Uh, is it a slate that you're looking forward to because you think it's difficult and, you know, a lot of people might go with the same plays. It'll be good for tournaments. Uh, what are your thoughts on the overall slate for this upcoming weekend? I think it's really good, and I think it's a really good um, – it's, it's a great best ball field this year. If, if you just want to look back to last year when you had – you had, like, the Titans and the Chiefs, and that was the Alex Smith Chiefs. You, you had Buffalo going in against Jacksonville, and you just had a, a lot of just really bad – opening weekend games and then a scenario where you were going to have a lot of blowouts. I think that there's, you know, the, the Houston Indy game to me is, is clearly the best game on the slate, in my opinion, which I, I, that may be a little contrarian itself, even though it has You think so? I, I, I would think that most well, people feel that way. Where What other game well, would they pick? Well, so fantasy-wise, I think they'll pick that game. Okay. But I just think in, in terms of viewership, you know, they're going to look at the, the Cowboys-Seattle game as one. A lot of people are talking about the Charger games. It's certainly a, a tough one to predict as well. But, yeah, fantasy is going to be the most popular. But um, I think it's the best just football game. And, and I wrote this last time these two teams met. I said, you know, Luck and Watson, you know, the two quarterbacks that are they're young enough, um, they're the franchise quarterbacks, they both play in domes, divisional matchup twice a year. they got stud receivers. These guys are going to be fantasy gold for the next five years, probably, every time they meet against each other. And I think we get that again this weekend. Um, you know, the uh, obviously my favorite play, which we'll get into, is certainly going to be T.Y. Hilton, just because of his history. But I think that that game has a lot of intrigue. And then, you know, the other games I mentioned, the, the, the Cowboys-Seattle game, I think is going to draw a lot of ownership. People are going to be really excited about that one. I'm hearing a lot of people on Seattle. Um, and I don't think it's that clear cut. I think Dallas is, is in a good spot. I actually like that they played everyone, uh, with the exception of, of Zeke and a couple other guys last weekend. Um, so I, I think Dallas is in a good spot. That should be a good game. And that Charger-Raven game, you know, um, the, the Chargers getting to see Lamar Jackson for a second time in such a short window and that offense that they run, I think gives them an advantage. I don't like that it's a 1 o'clock game on the East Coast. But I think that game is going to be really good as well. And then, you know, the Eagles, they're, they're playing well. Um, I, I don't give them much of a chance against the Bears, but I do think that they'll be able to keep it close. So, yeah, I, I really like it. And I think for best ball, there's a lot of intriguing scenarios as you advance. Let's take a look at the quarterbacks. I have to think that Sean Watson and Andrew Luck are going to be pretty popular. Watson 6,700 on DK, Luck 6,400. Uh, are you going to go with one of them in most of your lineups? It's very hard not to go Luck. Uh, he threw for 399 last time against them. You you beat Houston through the air. I mentioned T.Y. Hilton, who has destroyed Houston, especially in Houston. He even joked this week that, you know, that's probably why his ankle's feeling better because they're playing the Texans. Um, and Hilton will probably be popular. He's a tough fade. Eric Ebron is clearly the, the top tight end on this slate. So you've got a scenario with Luck where you're, you're really starting, you know, Luck, Hilton, Ebron into a lot of your lineups. On the other side, I don't see how Houston wins if Lamar Miller doesn't have a good game. And, you know, people are probably going to want to go to Hopkins to run it back with Hilton. But for me, Lamar Miller was one of the first guys I put into my lineup this week um, and in my article as far as, you know, core guys to build around. Just because I view Houston as having to beat the Colts on the ground, they're going to have to trust him. And so because because I'm relying on Miller and he does bring good values, 4,900 on DraftKings, you know, I'm going to hope that he takes the rushing touchdowns away from Deshaun Watson, which will limit Watson's upside. But Luck is clearly number one. He's a hard fade. If you wanted to come off of him, um, the, the two guys I would look at are going to be Russell Wilson and Dak Prescott. Eileen Dak a little bit. Um, you know, Seattle's pass defense is really kind of middle of the road, and I think Dak could have a decent game for Dallas. 
would you uh, look at Mitch Trubisky at all? Or is he just a little bit more expensive than those guys and you'd rather go down to Wilson Prescott? I haven't been on Trubisky a lot this year just because it, he, he's so difficult to, to, to figure out. He's up and down. I wouldn't – I'd have a hard time going, coming off of uh, luck for $200 more on, on DraftKings um, or even Prescott to get the savings on him. So, for me, Trubisky's a no. Um, I do – you know, there's there's a couple of receiving options that you could look at. Obviously, the, the Eagles' pass defense is still fairly vulnerable, but to me, the Bears are going to win that game on the ground and, and with their defense. So I don't like the the upside. Whereas, you know, Luck and Watson, we've got to expect it's going to be back and forth. And I would think that Seattle and and Dallas, you know, in the second half, if, if it's close, it's going to be back and forth as well, which is good for the quarterbacks. Yeah, and Luck, the last time he faced Houston, put the ball in the air 41 times, and the first time was 62. So you got to figure that it's going to be difficult to run on them and they're going to put the ball in Luck's hands. So uh makes yep. sense. And, you know, I, I think, you know, people know in tournaments, they want to get different. You don't need to get different in every spot. That's correct. And, you know, especially at, at quarterback, when if you can lock in the assurance that the guy's going to be throwing them over 30 times and he's going to get the yardage, uh, you really want to look for a funnel situation. You know, you try to avoid a spot where a team – if they're having success on the ground, then they don't have the, the upside to throw. And, and that's, that's luck this week. Um, he, he's going to be throwing it probably more than anybody else. And for that reason, he's, he's probably the safest play. You could make the same argument for, for Wilson. I just, I view the, the Dallas secondary a lot much higher than, than the Houston secondary. Zeke this weekend, he's 9,000 on DK. Uh, what are you doing with him? I'm playing him because you can't replace his 20 that, that he probably gets you. And people, people, I think, sometimes overvalue the, the, the term value when it comes to players. They look at his price like you could say, like, oh, Jordan Howard or Tariq Cohen, I can get two extra in those guys, and, and that's going to get me 10 points. So, you know, Zeke, it's going to be hard for him to get past 2x. Well, he's still getting you 20 points if he gets that. And the fact that he got last week off and the volume that he gets, the offensive line should be clearly healthy in this game. I don't see any reason to, to not play Zeke in this spot. Um, and I'm even fine playing him with Dak because we've seen that correlation work uh, at multiple times this year. So because there is no second running back, I, I, I can't fade Zeke when, you know, with the flex spot, I can get three of them in there. So to me, he's another guy where you, you take that chalk and you move on. You mentioned you like Lamar Miller. Who else are you looking at at running back on this slate? The, the two Bears running backs, Cohen and Howard, I think are both in a good spot. They, they should be ahead. They should get the ball a lot. And in the red zone, uh, you know, they're used heavily. Some people may have a, a hard time stomaching Howard, so he'll definitely be lower owned um, than someone like Tariq Cohen. But you get you a nice $800 savings uh, up there. The, the other game that, you know, that we haven't touched on that's going to be low scoring that people are going to be on for defense is, is certainly that Charger game. Um, you know, I have a feeling in this one that, Phillip Rivers is going to have to win the game for the Chargers. And, you know, I go through the receiving options, and Mike Williams doesn't really have a good matchup. Keenan Allen in the slot could do okay, but you got to figure Baltimore's going to try to take him away. Austin Eckler could be a nice value receiver uh, at, at the running back spot because in the passing game, they're going to be dumping it off to him anytime. If they're in a two-minute drill, he's going to be the guy on the field. So, you know, 4,400 on DraftKings, if he can catch four or five uh, receptions out of the backfield, quick dump offs or anything like that, he could give you a really good value as a third kind of sneaky play at running back. Is it tough to go with the Ravens running backs just because they basically been splitting and then Lamar Jackson is in the picture running the football too? 
Yeah, it is. You know, with Dixon and Edwards, you're you're pl- playing the roulette uh, wheel around who gets the touchdowns, and we've seen lately Lamar's getting all of them. So I'm I'm avoiding that. And like I said before, I think the Chargers defense has a little bit of advantage here. I think they're really going to play well and and stymie the run game. And actually, they they limited them in that game a couple weeks ago on the ground. It was actually through the air where Lamar hit him a couple times to uh, to extend the game for Baltimore. So I don't I don't really want to play. You know, the dice with that, I'd rather roll the dice with the, the Bears situation with Cohen and Howard, where I know they're going to be ahead and, you know, controlling the ball on the ground. Uh, we know what Seattle wants to do. They're going to run the football. Chris Carson is a little priced up on DK at 6,800, but three straight 100-yard games. He's been scoring touchdowns. Is it just tough to fit him in at that price if you're going Zeke? If they try to run the football all game, then it's going to be Cowboys Saints without a doubt. Um I don't. I don't see Carson doing anything this week. He he's someone that in my I did a, a write up on best ball drafts. I said this is a guy to fade. Uh, he's got a tough matchup week one against the Dallas run D, and if they win, they likely go to New Orleans, which is another tough run defense. So yeah, no love for Carson at all. Um, you certainly you, you got Penny back there, and, and they even you know rotated Mike Davis as well in the regular season. So. Um, I'm completely off the Seattle ground game. It, it's the Seattle pass game, and that's their only hope this week. D. Hopkins, 8,700. You talked about him a little bit. Hilton, you said you love. Uh, I don't know if people – do you think people might shy away from him because he's banged up? I mean, he's been playing through it. But, uh, you know, I think we all know Texas – Texans are a liability in the passing game and Hilton's history of what he did in week 14. Uh, sometimes people – you know, he hasn't been practicing. Do you think that'll lower his ownership just a little bit or people will ignore it because he's played through it? it? It will lower it a little bit. I think the thing that lowers it more is the, the idea that everyone wants to correlate a, their quarterback with the receiver, right? And so if, if you go, if you start your build at quarterback, and this is a mistake a lot of people make, they start at quarterback and they build through that way without looking at all the positions. So if you start with Watson, well, then they're not going to pick Lamar Miller. Now they get the receiver and they put in DeAndre Hopkins. So that's going to lower, I think, Hilton's ownership more. Certainly if people start with Luck, then they're going to correlate him with Hilton or Ebron. But he, he'll still be highly owned just because it, it is a short slate and people have caught on to the fact that he has done so well against Houston. I mean, anybody that looks at game logs, they're going to pull it up and see he did 199, had a great game, didn't even get in the end zone in that spot. So he'll probably be up there. I I'm looking at Hopkins maybe still being a little bit higher on than, than Hilton this week. Uh, but between the two, it's 100% I'm going T.Y. Hilton. And for Houston, I'm going Lamar Miller uh, to control the game for them. I I wouldn't tell anybody not to play Hopkins, but we got to save money somewhere. And that's the spot I'm going to save that is, is going to be that mid-tier receiver spot. Joined by Steve Renner, ScoutDFS.com. Bears have a good matchup against that Philadelphia secondary. The problem is kind of the Bears have spread the ball out. Some of the receivers have been banked up, but they're not priced up. So are you looking at any of the Bears wide receivers this week? It would be Taylor Gabriel. Uh, Robinson at over 5,000 is, is probably too high for me to, to trust him. Um, so just a kind of a, a parallel there, I'm, I would much rather have Tyler Lockett at 5,300 where Seattle, I think, is, is going to be playing from behind. And like I said, I don't see them. I don't. I know they want to run the football. I know they're going to stick to it, and they've been good on the ground. I don't think they're going to have any success. And I think I actually like Lockett and Baldwin against those Dallas physical corners this week uh, to be able to get open. But to me, I, yeah, there's, there's no reason to really mess with the Bears, in my opinion, 
because I think they're going to be ahead unless you just think they're going to come out and just obliterate the Eagles, um, in which case you're, you're pretty much going to a full bear stack. So mid-range, it's, it's Lockett. You could look at even uh, a little north of that, the revenge factor with Alshon Jeffrey. But Nelson Aguilar, last two games with, with Foles, has started to get a lot more targets. Um, I know the matchups were both good and, and favorable compared to what he has this week, but there might be a little bit of good chemistry there where Aguilar is starting to come back a little bit. And, and at 3,800 on DraftKings, very good super value play this week. Yeah, I agree. Definitely worth the shot uh, that low. At tight end, you mentioned Ebron. He's probably going to be very popular at 5,200. I don't know if many people are going to pay up for Ertz this week, 6,400. If you're not using Ebron, where are you going at tight end? Yeah, nobody's going to play Ertz, um, in my opinion, uh, just at, at that price, which makes him a, a decent tournament play um, and obviously makes the, the entire Eagles very, you know, the contrarian team. But outside of those two guys, I don't see anybody coming close to what they can do. Houston's been very bad against tight ends. They let James Shaughnessy catch, like, I think, four balls last week. So, um, you know, Ebron, if he can stay healthy, is a good play. And, you know, one of the things I have kind of toured with and, and I'm writing up is, if you want to get a little creative and come off of T.Y. Hilton, you could do so to Ebron just because of the red zone looks that Ebron gets. And understand that Hilton's going to get the receptions and the yardage, but play for Ebron and get the touchdowns. But, you know, outside of him, there's really nobody to go to. Um, you know, Trey Burton is still too much on DraftKings this week for, for me to play there. So on DK, it's going to be Ebron. Um, the only site where I've noticed where his price is probably a little bit too high is is over on, on Yahoo this week, um, and they have a good tournament as well. I don't know that you want to go down as far as the Mo Alley-Cox, but that's a super contrarian play down there. Um, but, you know, for me, I would try to fit in Ebron as best you can. There, there's really nothing else, because um, otherwise you're, you're, just, you're just punting completely. And how about quickly defense for this week? Who do you like? I like the Chargers. I like the Chargers. 2,400 on DK, man. Yeah, you know, the thing with defense is you look for who can get sacks and interceptions. I don't worry about the, the points as much, but this week it's really hard to project. The, the team with the best possible sack upside might actually be the Colts, and I don't know that I trust them on the road on a short week to get that against a Houston line. So I'll take the Chargers. I think you're going to keep a low-scoring game. They got a lot of talent, and, you know, hopefully they get a fumble or something Take it to the house. All right. That is Steve Renner. You can catch him, scoutdfs.com. Thanks a lot for the time, and hopefully next week we're talking Cowboy Saints. Yeah, good luck to you guys this weekend. All right. Steve Renner, again, check him out, scoutdfs.com, and go to playffwc.com to get in a playoff draft tonight. I'll be back with Dr. Roto Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.